You're listening to Experts in Their Field, a podcast from the Agricultural Science Association. My name is Tommy Boland, President of the Agricultural Science Association. In this episode of Experts in Their Field, the ASA podcast series, I'm going to have three short interviews with three of the speakers from the Agricultural Science Association annual conference, which will take place on September the 7th in the Kilishi Hotel in Nice. We will also hear from our main sponsors and long-term conference partners, the FBD Trust. The purpose of this interview is to briefly introduce to you some of our speakers from what promises to be an engaging and interesting conference, to learn a little bit about their background and to have an insight into the material they will cover in the conference presentations. Firstly, we'll hear from Jack Bobo from the University of Nottingham, who will be our plenary speaker at the ASA conference. We will then hear from Barry Larkin, CEO of the Acorn Group. And this will be followed by a short interview with Margaret Berry, Sustainability Manager with the Keypack Group. Finally, then, we will hear from Michael Berkeley from the FBD Trust. FBD have been long-term supporters, sponsors and partners of the Agricultural Science Association and particularly the Agricultural Science Association Annual Conference. I hope you find this episode enjoyable and that it whets your appetite for attending our annual conference taking place on September the 7th. And I'm delighted to be joined by our plenary speaker from that event, uh, Jack Bobo. Jack is director of the University of Nottingham Food Systems Institute and a well-known voice in the global space around sustainable food systems. Jack, pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Thanks. Jack, can you just start off by introducing yourself a little bit and giving us some of your background, please? Sure. Um, As you mentioned, Jack Bobo, director of the new Food Systems Institute here at the University of Nottingham. Um, But as some of my background, I spent 13 years with the U.S. government at the U.S. Department of State, our Ministry of Foreign Affairs, working on global food policy. And during that time, I had the opportunity to spend a few years covering Africa, Asia, Europe, in different roles. And so it was a great opportunity to sort of see what was happening around the world. And most recently, right before joining uh, the university, I was with the Nature Conservancy. Um, Some may know that it's the world's largest conservation organization. And I was the director of global food and water policy. Uh, But I'm really delighted to to be here in the UK uh, for seven whole weeks and excited to be visiting Ireland here very soon. And Jack, so given that background, you're really going to be able to give a, a true global perspective on the food system. And you mentioned you're, you're now in the UK in that role of the director of the Food Systems Institute in Nottingham University. Can you tell us a little bit more about that role and, and what that, that new institute in Nottingham is about? Yeah, and so I, I think it's a, it's a really important opportunity. Uh, when I look around, I see a lot of institutes that are focused on local agriculture, organic agriculture. But what I don't see a lot of are organizations that sort of understand the trade-offs that are necessary in our food system and that recognize that in many ways, there's a place for all types of food systems. And that what we really need to do is sort of figure out what's the best one to use in which place. And so this institute, uh, part of what I'm doing is I'm trying to elevate the research that's already happening at the university, and, and there's a lot of great research all across the university, and to establish the university even more as a thought leader. But I think more important than that, I'm actually going to help to connect some of the dots across the university. 
you know, the uh, research that's happening on technology, how do we connect that to what's happening in the business school and the social sciences? Because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help if you develop technology, but you don't have a policy environment that allows you to bring those technologies to market. And it doesn't help to bring technology to market if nobody wants it. And so how do we ensure that we've got both the science and the research, but also the right policies and the right consumer insights um, that allow us to accelerate the pace of innovation? Because we do face a lot of really big challenges and we need more tools available more quickly if we're gonna solve that. And I'm hoping that's what this uh, institute will be able to help us do. It sounds like, Jack, you may have one of the most onerous tasks that being of getting academics, and I say this as an academic, to remove themselves from their individual silos and, and, and get involved in that multidisciplinary action that is required to answer some of the, the large challenges we face. At our conference on the 7th of September, you're going to be speaking as our plenary speaker. Can you give us an indication and give the listeners an indication of, of what will be covered in that session, please, Jack? Yeah, well, you know, when I talk to, to farmers and ranchers and others around the world, I think, you know, many of them feel like they're a little bit under attack these days, that, you know, they're being asked to do more and more with less and less. And so I think part of the, the message that I want to deliver is that uh, I think that we do need to do more to support uh, the farming community and that they need access to more innovation. They need access to more support in order to deliver on what they're doing. Uh, part of my job, and you know, that's here at the Institute, but in this uh, conversation is, how do we amplify that voice? How do we ensure that the message is getting out there? You know, we often talk about the problems of agriculture in terms of its impact on land and water and environment, but, but we seldom spend time talking about how far we've come. And so I want to highlight some of that in the talk. You know, if we were farming today the way we did in 1960, we need a billion additional hectares of land to feed the people we do. And so the reason we don't, haven't cut down that billion hectares of land is entirely because of improved agricultural practices, improved technology. Um, and so how do we communicate that story in a way that government officials understand and appreciate, that consumers understand and appreciate, and that brings people together to solve problems? And so a, a big part of my talk is what, do, what will it take for us to bring people together uh, in order to move towards resolving some of these challenges that we face. I think Jack, that's a, that's a message that will be very keenly received by our attendees. At this time, I'd just like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak to me today. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the ASA conference uh, in the Kilishi Hotel in Nace on the 7th of September this year. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, see you soon. The next of our speakers we're going to hear from is Margaret Berry, Head of Sustainability in the KeyPack Group. Margaret will be speaking in session two, connecting the consumer and the producer. Margaret, could you start off, please, by giving me a little bit of your background? Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, so my career to date has largely been in commercial and business development roles, but always in the food and agribusiness industry. And I guess I couldn't imagine working in any other industry, to be honest. And as we all know, it's one of Ireland's most important Indigenous industries, playing a vital role in our economy. But apart from that, while I'm from Dublin originally, like many people in Ireland, my mother grew up in a dairy farm and by default, I grew up close to the industry. And I guess that's where my interest started. 
But where I became really embedded in the industry was back in 2010, 2011, when I graduated from one of Board B's Talent Academy programs run in conjunction with UCD Smurfit Business School. I completed the fellowship program there. And that's where really a world of opportunities were opened up to me. And I worked with Board Bia, Kerry Group, UCD Smurfit Business School, and now, of course, with, with Keepak. And can you tell us a little bit more about your current role? What does Head of Sustainability in the Keepak Group do? And, you know, maybe share a little bit about Keepak Group in general. Yeah, okay. Well, yes, thanks. So, Tommy, my role is Group Head of Sustainability at Keepak, and I joined Keepak 12 months ago. But just a bit of background with uh, with Keepak, it's it's one of the largest meat processors in the country. Uh, the business is split into two. We've got um, a meat side of the business and we've also got uh, a food side of the business. There's around four and a half thousand employees. We've turned over about 1.5 billion. So it's really quite a large group. But in terms of the responsibility and sustainability, my role is the development and execution of our sustainability strategy across the group. So that involves working across all functions with those business owners of those functions to embed sustainability in our business. So our strategy, our sustainability strategy at the moment is called Keepak Core. It has five pillars, um, including agriculture, resource efficiency and responsible sourcing. So I'm working across those pillars to ensure that we have um, the strategy embedded across the group and, and that we deliver that strategy. So sustainability is, is the central focus of our Agricultural Science Association conference on the 7th of September in the Kilishi Hotel. Margaret, is that what our delegates can expect to hear from you in your session, in your speech? Yeah, well, I think um, it certainly will be led by sustainability, Tommy. Um, and look, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to speak at the conference. It's always a highlight of the calendar year at Keepak because it brings together so many of the key stakeholders in our industry. It gives them an opportunity to discuss the challenges and importantly, some of the proposed solutions to these challenges. But as an industry, I feel we're bombarded with headlines, with social media posts, reports of countries, industries, um, organizations setting necessary sustainability targets. So climate neutral, nature positive, net zero, scope one, scope two, et cetera. But I want to you know, step back from those big ambitious targets and, and use the session as an opportunity to share some of the consumer behaviors we're seeing on the market because Keepak is a food group and we've, we're, we're consumer facing and we're branded food business. We want to discuss what role we're playing at Keepak from a day-to-day -day perspective, connecting the consumer with the producer. That's fantastic, Margaret. Listen, I really appreciate your time today and greatly look forward to hearing more from you at the session on the 7th of September at the Agricultural Science Association Annual Conference. Thank you. The next speaker we're going to hear from is Barry Larkin, CEO of the Acorn Group. Barry will be talking in our afternoon session, looking at action at farm level to deliver a sustainable future food system. Barry, thanks a million for joining us on this podcast and, and thank you very much for agreeing to speak at our conference on the 7th of September in the Kilishi in Nice. Barry, could you just start off by introducing yourself and, and giving the listeners a little bit about your background? Yep, thanks very much, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to today. Um, Barry Larkin is my name. I'm a, a Bachelor of Agricultural Science and Master of Agricultural Science uh, graduate from UCD. Um, I suppose I would have specialized predominantly in, in crop science and crop production. 
Um, I suppose what what has led me to where I am today. I was in Australia. I spent a bit of time in Australia in research and development with a company called KLX Australia. I done a couple of seasons out there as well as driving a few commercial combines for a while just to get that out of my system. And um, uh, I decided to come home after maybe three and a half years. And uh, I spent four years in the commercial world, uh, again, predominantly disposed towards the, the arable sector um, with CropLink. Uh, so I was involved predominantly in wholesale wholesaling of agricultural chemicals uh, with the with with CropLink. Um, about three years ago or so now, uh, I moved to the Acorn Group. Um, and uh, that's where I am today. I'm CEO of the Acorn Group of Independent Merchants. And Barry, you've you you always got a very good grounding in 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 the in the crop sector and the arable sector, and that I'm sure that stands you in good stead in your current role as CEO of the Acorn Group. Can you tell us a little bit more, maybe, about that role as CEO and and the Acorn Group in general? Yep. So the the Acorn Group are a group of independent merchants that um I suppose they they aligned maybe twenty five years or so ago um and they're predominantly disposed towards the arable sector again um and then. Uh, a fair few of them would be very well recognized uh feed compounders uh for i suppose the dairy for the livestock sector really um as part of my role is i coordinate the group um i suppose principally i would be implementing procurement strategy and overseeing the the procurement of various products across group members um and as well as that i'd be representing the acorn group in various stakeholder industry events whether it's department or whether it's um whatever other industry stakeholder events take place um and many other interesting things in between it all as well so a, a wide and varied role there barry no doubt a wide and varied role. yeah no I, it is tommy and i suppose i would have it would have been daunting enough for me coming into it but i suppose just like anything you move out of your comfort zone and all of a sudden you you, you find your feet and you, you hit the ground running then as well so look it is a wide and varied role but one i'm thoroughly enjoying and you've mentioned you know, the importance of the arable sector and, and, and your role and your experience in the arable sector. And we hear a lot about future developments of the arable sector in Ireland. And, you know, we're coming through a year in 2023, which has probably been difficult, um, to put it mildly, for, for the arable sector. Is that going to form part of what you're discussing at the conference on the 7th of September? Or could you give us a little insight into your into, into what we'll hear from you on the 7th? Yep. Yeah, so... Um, I suppose in keeping with the theme of the event, the event it would be sustainable food production. Um, and at, at I suppose farmer level, uh, the tillage sector has has a huge role to play in my view. Um, what I intend on, on discussing the day on the day is I suppose what I uh, what the tillage sector currently contributes to the Irish agriculture in general. While it is a minority, I think it has a, has a lot of things to to be to be promoted. Um, I'll also have an overview of the major challenges facing the sector. Um, I suppose, i.e., or, or predominantly, that would be land availability and a couple of other challenges coming down the line in terms of EU proposals. Um, and then maybe touch on some of the positives and the efficiencies within the arable sector and some of the solutions in 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 way it can be intertwined with um, the livestock sector in terms of its greenhouse gas emissions credentials and nitrogen util, uh, utilization efficiencies. Um, so, like. Uh, like I said, the Acorn Group are, are very well disposed towards the arable sector um, and and the, feed, yeah, the livestock feed sector. Um, but I think there are a lot of positives that can be taken from, from, the, from the tillage sector 
and you know maybe if we could get a few more people to to listen to what those positives are we could be we could be a more vibrant industry yes it is it has been a tough year so far however all in all i suppose the tillage sector and if you look at the chagas profitability monitors you would say the tillage sector is is holding its own very well at least second to, to dairy which is um which is also a very positive thing well, Barry, you'll have a captive audience on the 7th of September in the Killashee Hotel in Nays for the Agricultural Science Association annual conference. So you'll have plenty of people keen to listen to your message. Barry, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and look forward to hearing more from you on the day. Thank you. Great stuff, Tommy. Looking forward to the day. I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Berkeley, chairman of the FPD Trust. FPD Insurance are long-term supporters of the Agricultural Science Association and in particular long-term supporters, our main sponsor and a partner of our annual conference. Michael, I'll hand over to you and perhaps you can let us know uh, how FPD and FPD Insurance see the importance of the Agricultural Science Association. Thank you very much, Tommy. Uh, as president of the association, uh, in FPD, of course, we're delighted to continue our long-standing sponsorship uh, of this uh, major event in the annual Ag Calendar. Uh, the uh, theme for this year, Science of Sustainable Food Systems, is something that's highly topical, obviously, where a production system, uh, the food industry, and the environmental uh, constraints are um, being up for discussion. A wonderful panel of speakers. And in FBD and particularly the FBD Trust, which really is you know, a supportive agency now uh, across a whole range of agriculture uh, developmental issues, science and science solutions are critical. And in FBD and the general FBD uh, company, we're now heavily committed to supporting science to lead the way in some of the solutions and particularly where the constraints upon production uh, are impinging on farmers' income, the welfare of the industry, uh, are something that uh, we're uh, very uh, supportive of finding ways uh, through that are verifiable, sustainable, and also obviously uh, can be uh, developed internationally as well. So we belong. Uh, history, I suppose, in the trust. The trust will be fifty years in existence uh, uh, in twenty twenty four. So uh, that's basically a synopsis of why we're involved. I look forward always to uh, this event every year. And uh, I suppose uh, the, the, the social side and the networking possibilities are all part of the attraction of this wonderful event where uh, all professionals across various aspects of agriculture and food can come together uh, for the annual conference. Michael, thank you very much. And on behalf of myself as president of the Wider Agricultural Science Association, I would like to thank yourself and your colleagues in FBD Trust for your continued support in the various forms it takes for the Agricultural Science Association. <laughs>